Okay. Oh. This is in, uh, oh, this is at the end, the tail end of Deuteronomy. Remember, you got Matthew, Mark, excuse me. You have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Then you got Joshua, because Joshua took over at that time. So let's pick up with this and see what we get. Now, remember, the details are written here not only to show us these things took place, but why do we have so much details about him? Why do we have details about him dying? You know, this is fantastic. The Bible is actually going to tell us that the Lord buried him. And if you remember, if you've, been, if you've read, and I know you have, a long time ago, you know, uh, or whenever. You could have read it recently. Who, I don't know who's reading what right now. It doesn't matter. But the Bible tells us in, um, uh, I think it's Second Peter. Second mm, Peter or Jude. One of those. I need to brush up on that myself. But anyway. But anyway, it says that Michael, oh, oh it's James. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But anyway, the point is, is that Michael argued with, oh, Satan over the body of Moses. Okay, so we have record over there, but then we're going to have the details here where it says that the Lord buried Moses. But anyway, nonetheless, look who takes care of you from cradle to grave. I mean, the Lord does. Praise the Lord. And remember Jesus' story about a poor man that died. He said when he died, he was Lazarus. His name was Lazarus, probably another Lazarus. But he says when Lazarus died, he was carried by the angels. Praise the Lord. So here we go into life story. Let's watch this. I'm um, reading from the Living Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 31. After Moses had said these things to the people of Israel, he told them, I'm now 120 years old. I'm no longer able to lead you, for the Lord has told me that I shall not cross the Jordan River. Now, this was not because he was sick, okay? Because I want to speed ahead just a little bit. Remember, this took place in a real uh, brief moment here. This was an entire speech this whole book was. And I just break it up because um, you're having to listen to me. So let me go to the end here. He says, I'm 100, excuse me, I am uh, oh, 120 years old is what he said. Let's look at that one more time. Let me slow down here. <clears throat> 31. And he says, I'm no longer able to lead you. Well, it must be a health problem. No, it's not. Look at this. Moses gets all the way. The Lord is actually blessing him right for, end, for his end of his life. He says, it's the promised land the Lord told Moses. And uh, I would give to their descendants. Anyway, uh, look, here we go. Verse 7. Moses was 120 20 years old when he died, yet his eyesight... Now, now, don't go to sleep here, okay? I know we're not. But look, this is, this is in your Bible for a reason. I'm just so glad none of us in here are blind. It'd be horrible if we were, but the Lord would help us. Not just help you get around. You should be able to look that the Lord restore your vision. I mean, quit calling amputations and things going wrong impossible. God created everything. Matthew chapter 15 says that God, Jesus was restoring arms. They were coming back. Read your Bible. Fantastic. Moses. I'm not allowed to go into promised land. I'm too old. Oh, he's too weak. And, no. Moses got in trouble like the Israelites got in trouble. Moses was supposed to say, rock, water come out of you. And he didn't. He got so mad at the Israelites. He took his thing and he, he cracked into that thing and nothing happened. And he hit it again. And he says, do I have to strike this rock to make water come out? Boom. And he hit it again. Of course, water came out. And the Lord said, that's not what I told you to do. You know. So anyway, but he's 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyesight, what? Was perfect and was strong as a young man. Hint, there's a couple of them right here. Three of them. Counting Josh. Yeah, you claim it too. Hmm. Now, why is this in your Bible? Well, you should just tell the Lord that if you're having any kind of trouble. 
from the oldest in here to the youngest. Say, Lord, I got, I, I'm looking forward to this. Praise the Lord. And don't, <laughs> don't think Moses was so super. Man, if you re- Moses got so mad at the Lord. He, why did you make me bring all these people out here? He was mad. He had to calm down, whatever. But then on the other hand, God got mad too. God told Moses, I'm going to kill them all. We're going to just start out with you. And Moses said, well, wait a minute, let's don't do that. <laughs> so it went both ways. And there was a reason it went both ways. <clears throat> let's go back to this. Okay, so let's go back to uh, 31. So he says, uh, I'm 120 years old. I'm no longer able to lead you. But the Lord's told me I shall not cross the Jordan River. But the Lord himself will lead you. Now watch this. Now we It's just a history lesson. History in the Bible is going to repeat for you and I all the good things. Watch this. But the Lord himself will lead you and destroy the nations living there. Now, we have in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 the same promise relating to Jesus. It says, just as the children of Israel, you know, couldn't get into the promised land, we're not going to get in the promised land either. He's not talking about salvation. He's talking about all the things that pertain to the blessings of salvation. Okay. But the Lord himself will lead you and destroy the nations living there. You shall overcome them. Joshua is your new commander, as the Lord has instructed. The Lord will destroy the nations living in that land, just as he destroyed Sion and Og. Those were two kings that Moses got to put down right before, just a few weeks earlier. The kings of the Amorites. The Lord will deliver you over to will deliver over to you the people living there, and you shall destroy them. I mean, there's not like, well, win a few, lose a few. There's not lose anything. There's absolutely no losing here. Notice what he says. He'll deliver the people living there over to you. You'll destroy them as I've commanded you. Be strong and be courageous. Don't be afraid of them. Now, if you don't take time to read your Bible, you're going to start whining like, well, I don't understand why the Indians got replaced. This is just America taking the land for the Indians. The Indians were worshiping other gods. They were doing human sacrifice and stuff. This bunch was worse. They were worshiping other gods. It's not like God's jealous of that just because, well, I, well, there was no other gods to begin with. But you wouldn't believe the terrible things that were taking place. Let's, shall we just say Sodom and Gomorrah? Remember, were left to themselves. Look what they did, got into. Anyway, he says, don't be afraid of them. Remember, 40 years earlier, 40 years earlier, they were petrified. And God said, go take the land. And they go, well, we can't, oh, we can't. Sounds similar to some of our unbelief today when we're faced with difficulties. Well, I can't ever go to college. Well, I can't ever get a new car. I can't ever do this, and my back won't quit hurting, so I guess God quit healing, you know. I mean, I can't this, and I can't this. And you have a Bible full of promises that's crazy, fantastic. Anyway, he said, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid of them. That's very key. For the Lord your God will be with you. He'll never fail you nor forsake you. This started to look good. He's not just saying, I'll be there when you get your head blown off. I'll be there, you know, unless the Syrians show up. I'll be there unless the terrorists get you. He'll neither fail you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, uh, as all Israel watched, be strong, be courageous, for the Lord will lead you, lead these people into the promised land by... um, 
by the Lord, uh, by the Lord to their ancestors. See to it that they conquer it. Don't be afraid, for the Lord will go with you and be with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. Then Moses wrote out all the laws he had already delivered to the people, gave them to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carried the ark containing the Ten Commandments of the Lord. See how these things were real. You know, when they went to battle in the in these things we talk about the law, when they went to battle. They were supposed to pick up the ark. Actually, people could see the ark. It was only when it was set up as a tabernacle, they put the tents and stuff you couldn't see in there. But buddy, when it was time to go to war, God said, take that ark, get it out there for the priest. And every time you blow the trumpets and you get the ark out there, you'll win. He didn't say, well, I hope you do. Man, th- and matter of fact, I just got through, I'm halfway through the book of Joshua for probably in my lifetime, probably about the 20th time. They completely annihilated. It's just in seven years time. And then I was sitting there at work. I was telling the guy at work on my way in, I was reading a chapter from where I parked my car all the way. I could read a chapter. And it was recapping all the kings. And I thought, I'm going to count how many kings. I was looking king, 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 king. And as I was counting, when I, I had to stop because I had to show you badge to get in the building. Anyway, when I finally got there, I picked up again, king, king, king. And then I got distracted again. Didn't need to finish that chapter. But then I started one more time, counted them again. And there were 31. When I got to the last verse in that chapter, this is chapter 11, I think, of, of Joshua. It says, there were 31 kings in all. <laughs> so it already had the total at the bottom. But I was already excited about knowing, boy, and what's so funny is they name them. These are not fairy tales. There is a place called Israel. That's already established. Turn on your news right now. Guess what? Israel today, whatever the Syrians are, whatever. And the whole world's mad at that place. Something's up there. Okay. Uh, Moses gave copies of the law to the elders of Israel. He commanded all these laws be read to all the people at the end of every seventh year. Oh, that's so hard. I mean, come on. It's not like Sunday school all the days of your life. Uh Uh-uh. At least in seven years have everybody come together and basically all they did was read Deuteronomy. If I would shut up and just read Deuteronomy, we could do it in about two hours time easily. That's all they did. And what's so funny is when you read this, when you read Joshua, Judges, see it all fell apart right here, just like we're fixing to say. Moses is fixing to say, when I die, y'all are going down the tubes because you're going to worship. Oh, I worship this God. Oh, this God brought me out of Egypt. That didn't bring you out of Egypt. It was Jehovah, the God of gods that brought you out of Egypt. But people go nuts, start worshiping the sun. That's what they were doing. But anyway, let's get back to this. So anyway, have these laws read, you know, all the people. The year of release at the Festival of Tabernacles. I mean, just a few chapters prior to this, you know what this year release is? Guess what? It's money. Every loan you have at Redstone Federal Credit Union, canceled. God don't help me with no finances. It's all over the Bible. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the best thing we could ever have in our lives. Fantastic. But we, we cut him off when we go, well, I can't buy a house like that because I don't make enough money. <laughs> Please. Look at David. David was nothing but a cheese carrier and had a few sheep or whatever, a shepherd. And all of a sudden he went from there to, Phew, he's king, living in a palace. And he tells us how he got there. Wow. Anyway, Moses, he gave all these copies. Okay, he said, read these to the people at least. Well, not at least. You're going to do this. He says, uh, at the end of every seventh year, at the Festival of Tabernacles. Now, Festival of Tabernacles, oh, what's that? That was a time when they all built little tents. It was like tailgate parties. What did they do that for? It reminded them that when they come out from under Egypt and Pharaoh, they had to live in these tents. 
But what was so special about that was everything was paid for, everything was provided for, and that was the purpose of it. But they quit doing that, and that's why they slid off into going worshiping other gods. Okay. Okay, when all Israel would assemble before the Lord at the sanctuary, call them together, the Lord instructed. Well, we don't need to have everybody. Let's just send Grandpa. Oh, really? Look what happened. Men, women, children, foreigners living among you to hear the laws of God and learn his will so that you'll reverence the Lord your God and obey him. So this, uh, excuse me, do this so that your little children who have not known the laws will hear and learn and reverence the Lord your God as long as you live in the promised land. Wow. Then the Lord says, the time has come that you must die. Call Joshua and come to the tabernacle where I can give him his instructions. So Moses and Joshua, those two, they came and they stood before that little tent thing, whatever. Okay. The Lord appeared to them in a great cloud in the tabernacle entrance and, Mo and said to Moses, You shall die and join your ancestors. No, no, wait, wait, wait. When you die, it's over with. You're dust. Not according to the Bible. And the Bible is reality. When you drop this body here, you're with your mother and daddy and family and friends and whoever it is. You're, you're back with your ancestors. Man, it's amazing. I mean, Jesus got real hot about people that were called Sadducees. They didn't believe there was a resurrection. Matter of fact, Paul had to write about it later and who overthrew the faith of some because they said the resurrection's already passed. The resurrection has not already passed. And you're not going into a soul sleep either. When you die, when you draw your last breath here, like Fred, when Fred passed away earlier two weeks ago, he was still living. He just, I just couldn't contact him anymore. You know, it's just like his cell phone went out. Though. He can't text me no more. <laughs> but he's still active. He's still alive. He's somewhere. Anyway, <clears throat> you're going to join your ancestors after you are gone. Now, look what the Lord says. After you're gone. Oh, oh. Let's see. These people will begin worshiping foreign gods in the promised land. Well, doggone it. Yeah. They'll forget about me and they'll break the contract. I made. Now, how do you break the contract? Well, I slipped up. I, I raised my voice. There's always sacrifice for sins. This is totally different. This is like, you know what, God? I like the gods of Egypt better. They're leaving God and going to go worship a hunk of wood. That's what's so wonderful about our nation right now. You can't go anywhere in Alabama or you can't drive home except on your way without seeing probably 10 or 15 churches. Thank God. Praise the Lord. We've got some help around Alabama and the United States, even though we have some people that are trying to eradicate Christianity everywhere. That's because, you know, it gets in their face. But thank God in ours, it's good for us. Anyway, my anger is going to flame out against them and I will abandon them. Well, see, if you do something wrong, he's... No, it's nothing wrong here. The wrong thing is going after some other God. Anyway, I'll flame out against them, and I'll abandon them, hiding my face from them, and they'll be destroyed. Well, praise the Lord. We're not going to be. But I, just, I want you to see the comparison here. Because, see, sometimes we as Christians, we don't think God will bless us at all. Terrible trouble will come upon them. Well, wait a minute. Jesus, I like you. Well, then... He would say, go back and read Deuteronomy 28. Everywhere I go is blessing. Yeah, hallelujah. But sometimes people in the church today, we think we have to be politically correct. And we have to help somebody who may not be having as much fun as I am. Well, this is still for them. I'm sorry for somebody else who's having difficulty, but that's when it's called prayer. If you're missing something, pray. The Lord will take care of it. Anyway, let's keep going. Now notice what he says. He says, so they'll say, God's no longer among us. 
And he said, and I will turn away from them because of their sins. What is it? Worshiping other gods. Praise the Lord. Now notice this is write down the words of this song and teach it to the people of Israel as my warning to them. When I uh, uh, brought them to the land and promised their ancestors a land flowing with milk and honey. See, sometimes we just, we, this goes right over our head. It's called the promised land, full of snakes and spiders. No, it's not. It's called milk and honey. That's what we should be looking for, praise the Lord. This was not heaven. Look at this. And when they've become fat and prosperous, well, that can't be right. Uh-oh. And worship other gods. Uh-oh. And despise me and break my contract. So that's how you break the contract, worshiping other gods. And great disasters come upon them. This song, it's not a two-liner song. It takes a whole chapter. We're going to just cover pieces of it just a second. Uh, they break my contract. Great disasters come upon them. Then this song will remind them of the reason for their woes. Wow. Well, now listen, we're not going to wind up with these woes. So what do we have? Well, see, we have to compete against unbelief. Unbelief tries to tell us that nothing good's going to happen to me today. You know, I mean, things are going to go bad. I mean, the thing, even today, I don't know what's going on in your heart right now, but I know how fear and, and worry works. I mean, I could be talking here for about 20 minutes and your mind's on something else because you're worried about something, whether it's financial or if it's something that's just with friends or something, family. It's just, <gasps> don't forget you got Jesus, praise the Lord. My goodness. I have to do the same thing. But he says, this song will live from generation to generation. And you know what's so funny? Not anybody knows this song. And they sing the song of Moses. So we sang that, about a two-line verse in the book of Revelation. I used to play with my guitar. But this is the song of Moses. That's what Revelation was referring to. Anyway, he says, before they enter the land, what these... Uh, anyway... I know now, even before they enter the land, what these people are like. In other words, they're going to turn against me. So on that very day, Moses wrote down the words of the song and taught it to the Israelites. He charged Joshua to be strong and courageous. You must bring the people of Israel to the promised land, in the land he promised them, for the Lord says, I'll be with you. Now, why do you have to keep telling him to be strong and courageous? Because we are always endeavor, in, in, being pushed upon saying, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. I mean, guess what? There were giants over there. But Moses already wiped out the last of the refium in this one area, but there were still plenty more over here that were still to face uh, the Israelites. But when you read the book of Joshua... When they spent, sent two spies in chapter 6, I think it was, or 5, uh, could be 3, whatever, it's right to start. They sent two spies over to Jericho. Rah Rahab the harlot said, everybody's petrified of y'all. We've already heard what you did to those kings. We already heard what happened to Pharaoh. And God's promised, I'll be with you, we're going to do it again. I'll be with you, we're going to do it again. But yet we can go, oh, this is a big bad problem. I mean, I can't get over my, I'm sick or whatever. The doctor said it's this. Don't listen to any of that. Listen to Jesus. Okay. So he said, be strong. What does it mean be strong? He must be talking about heaven. Because one day Jesus might take heaven away from us. No, he's not. He's talking about your daily problems. Moses finished writing down all the laws recorded in the book. He instructed the Levites who carried the ark containing the Ten Commandments to put the law, the book of law, beside the ark as a solemn warning. He says, I know how rebellious and stubborn you are, Moses said. If even today while I'm still here and you are defiant rebels against the Lord, <laughs> how much more rebellious will you be after my death? Now summon all the elders and tribes so I can speak to them. Now look what he says. I call heaven and earth to witness against you that after my death you will utterly defile yourself from God and his commands 
uh, in the days to come. And he says, an evil is going to crush you for what all the Lord says, excuse me, for what the Lord says is evil, making him very angry. So anyway, Moses recited this entire song before the assembly. Now, I'm just going to give you in a nutshell. Here it is. Listen, O heavens. This is, oh man, verse one. This is like verse 30. There's 30 verses to this thing. And all it is, is if you worship other gods, pew, you're toast. If you don't, woo, you're fine. That's exactly what it is. He says, uh, he says, my words will fall upon you. The, the gentle rain, the rain like tender grass, like showers on a hillside. And I will proclaim the greatness of the Lord, how great he is. He's the rock. His work is perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He's faithful without sin. And then he says, but Israel, and you can watch the track record. What they did, they didn't want, they told Moses, don't go to Pharaoh. No, don't you dare. We wish we want to stay slaves. Thankfully, Moses and Aaron said, no, we're going to obey the Lord. And they went to Pharaoh and said, look, you let these people go or you're in deep trouble. Okay. And then all of a sudden the tide turned. All the bad things. Well, the water turned. The, the, remember, the water turned to blood. But guess what happened to Israel's water? Israel's water was purified. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Then when the hailstorms came, it wiped out Pharaoh's cows and stuff. But the Israelites over the land of Goshen was fine. Was it raining? Hailstorm? I didn't see it. Darkness, same thing. Dark over there, land of Goshen. No darkness. Dogs barking over here at Pharaoh's bunch. Not even a dog barked at the Israelites. But yet, they still go, well, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Their stubborn, twisted generation is this way. Is this the way to treat Jehovah? Is he, is he not God? Look at that. Look how he says, your father, has he not created you? That's why we have to watch it today. I mean, sometimes every time we think, we think, well, yeah, I think evolution. We've been here 4.5 billion years. Sorry, it's not true. It's not true. I mean, just go, just go research it yourself. <clears throat> the Grand Canyon is a result of a flood. There's no erosion lines. I mean, there's a lot of things you can look at here. <clears throat> They've already proved the sun's not even more than 10,000 uh, 10, years old because it's still got certain gases there. Something's up with that. Well, yeah, we read the history book, praise the Lord. But anyway, anything to get us away from the Bible. Has he not established you? Look at that, made you strong. Remember long days of old, the days of, uh, of old? And ask your father, the older men, he'll tell you the world divi the God divided up the world among the nations, gave him a supervising angel. He, he didn't appoint one for Israel. Now remember, this is a song. And protected them. And the, look at this. He kept it. Look at this. He protected them from the howling wilderness as though they were the apple of his eye. Moses, in this same book, uh, just chapters before, he said he kept them from the snakes and the scorpions. Praise the Lord. I got Cook's Pest Control, but I also know I got other places where I have to stick my hands in whatever. And I told you the other day, I'm driving my Volkswagen and a stupid mouse is loose, running around all up my pants and everything else. You know, <laughs> Praise God. Where's God when you need Him? He was there. I didn't wreck my car. Praise the Lord. Look at that. He spread His wings over them. See, this is ours. Look at this. Even as an eagle spreads over, over, anyway, as an eagle overspreads her young, she carries them on her wings. As the Lord, his people. Wow. The Lord was, uh, anyway, when the Lord was leading them and lived them without foreign gods, he gave, look what he gave them. Fertile hilltops, rolling fertile uh, fields, honey from the rock. Oh, my goodness. Now, don't think because we're in America, we don't need him anymore. We got doctors and nurses and we got that. Are you kidding the world is in such a chaotic place right now. In one second, basically, we can look from what the Iranian deal we just did and our president and our Congress and what our judges, the Supreme Court, spits out. Man, this place could go down in a heartbeat. But we don't have to worry because we got Jesus. 
He gave him milk, meat, choice, all this kind of stuff. But it says Israel was soon overfed. Yes, fat and bloated. It wasn't their fault. Look at this. That was a good part. And in their plenty, look at that, they forsook God. Oh, my gosh. They shrugged away the rock of their salvation, and they went after foreign gods. Well, anyway, bottom line is, well, that's just going to mess you up. I want to skip ahead to 33. Then Moses said this after he finished that song. The blessing the man of God gave the people of Israel after his death. The Lord came to us at Mount Sinai, dawned upon Mount Seir. He's shown at Mount Paran all these fake places. No, it's not. It was real places. Surrounded by ten thousands of holy angels, flaming fire at his right hand. Remember, Moses told me, he says, don't you dare forget to tell your grandkids about the fire on Mount Sinai. That, when God's voice was talking, anything that got close to that mountain, it, it just killed them, you know. Jesus, they reference this in first, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Oh, boy. Awesome. Anyway, he loved his people. His holy, hands, his holy ones are in his hands. They follow in your steps. They've, they've received your directions. These laws you've given them are precious. The Lord became king in Jerusalem, elected by a convocation of the leaders of the tribe. Now, notice what he says. These are all these blessings, and they're not like, well, you're toast, you're toast, you're toast, you're toast. No. Reuben, live forever. May his tribe increase. What about Dustin? Same thing. What about any of us in this room? Same thing. Josh, all these things. Moses said of Judah, O Lord, hear the cry of Judah. Unite him with Israel. Fight for him against his enemies. Well, that'll be the day. You're on your own. No, you're not. Ah, the battle's the Lord. Then he said concerning Levi, give, God, give to godly Levi your Urim and Thummim. That was basically some dice or whatever, you know. Uh, your tested Levi and, uh, at Massa and Meribah. He obeyed your instructions, destroyed, your, destroyed many sinners, even uh, his own children. It's a story right there. Uh, part, of the, part of the Levites went off the deep end. Okay, the Levites teach the laws of God. Anyway, and then notice he says, well, we can't have no prosperity. We sure don't want the preacher to be prosperous. You kidding? Praise the Lord, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. So he says, concerning Benjamin, he is beloved of God and lives safely beside him. Praise the Lord, wouldn't it be nice? God surrounds him with his loving care, preserves him from every harm. Yeah, I don't care if you wear seatbelts or not. You're going to be okay. Praise the Lord. Yeah, but what if something gets in the air? What if it's something I ate? What if this? Don't worry. Oh my goodness, you're at the edge of the promised land and you won't go in there because you're afraid. Don't be. Anyway, over and over and over again. Let's close it out. Here's the third chapter. So Moses, he climbs on the mount. Remember, he's, he's and the last thing Moses did, the Lord because the Lord told him, he says, I'm not, Moses asked the Lord, he says, can I please go in? God says, no, you're not going in. But he says, I'll tell you what you do. I'm going to take you up on top of this mountain and I'm going to show you the promised land. So that was sweet of the Lord. So here's what it is. Moses climbed to the top of Moab, Pisgah Peak, and Mount Nebo, across the Jordan, across Jericho, and the Lord pointed out to him the promised land. They gazed out. That's the Lord and Moses. There's Naphtali, there's Ephraim, there's Manasseh. Those are the tribes across there. Judah, extending from the Mediterranean, Mediterranean Sea. There's the Negev, the Jordan Valley, Jericho, palm trees. That's like Hollywood. I talked to a Jew the other day at work, and I asked him. He's been over there several times. Beautiful land. It's the promised land, the Lord told Moses. I promised Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, I would give it to their descendants. Now you've seen it, but you will not enter it. Moses' disciple died in the land of Moab, as the Lord uh, had said. And the, look at that. The Lord buried him near the valley of Beth Peor, we just say Gunnersville, whatever. But no one knows the exact spot. And here's that verse. He was 120 years old, yet his eyesight was perfect. He was strong as a young man. Wonder why. Who is he standing next to? God, you're doing the same thing. 
Is there any way that we have all these details that this does not apply to us? Then the people of Israel, this is the end of it right here. They mourned for him for 30 days on Moab. Joshua, full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses laid his hands upon him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and followed the commandments the Lord had given to Moses. There was never another prophet like Moses, for the Lord talked to him face to face and at God's command performed amazing miracles that have never been equaled. Now listen, he didn't say it never happened again. They were never equaled. But when you read the next the next thing, and we're not going to do it, but watch this. Here we go. This is all chronological order. Joshua, after the death of Moses. And I mean, I tell you, this is fantastic stories, but we got to stop. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that, Lord, if we're not feeling good, you'll fix that. What's healing to you? No problem. But it's an evident promise for us, and we just thank you for that kind of help. Whether it's a headache, earache, whatever, toothache, whatever, we know we've got your help. Praise the Lord. It's the promised land. Same thing's true financially, so you'll take care of us financially. And if it's some other problem, not even named, whatever, we just know, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Hey, we're going to ask you to help us, and you'll do it. So that didn't leave anything left, but for us to leave a trail of all the blessings that you've done for us and tell others about it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, amen.